we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Welcome to episode four, where we address the elephant in the room. Today's episode is all about weight and how we as practitioners, you know, address our clients' desires for for weight change, weight loss, and, and some of their fears about their their weight. So I am joined again by Isabel Garza, our registered dietitian and nutrition coach here in Nutritional Freedom. So Isabel, why don't you just reintroduce yourself in case anyone did not watch last week's episode, watch, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, my name is Isabel. Um, I am a registered dietitian here at NF. Um, I conduct group calls both for our uh, foundations members as well as our freedom members. Um, and I also conduct one-on-ones, which are my favorite. And that's really where I see a lot of magic happen. So yeah, that's me. That's what I do here at NF. I love it. So Isabel spends a lot of her time talking about weight with our clients. And so I wanted to make sure we start, you know, this podcast with this topic because it's, you know, something on the minds of many. And I know that one of the biggest fears people have around letting go of food rules um, and shifting away from diets a lot of those fears are based on, you know, what's going to happen with my weight? Am I going to gain all this weight? Am I going to never, ever, ever stop gaining weight? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm excited about today with our conversation is just the opportunity to kind of clear the air and talk about weight and, you know, discuss it in a really like non-dramatic, objective way. Because we all know, many of us from our firsthand experience, that you know, conversations around weight can be really charged and emotional. So it's just time to to clear the air and, and talk it out. Before we get into the nitty gritty details, I want to share two beliefs that we have at Nutritional Freedom. 
And the first is that weight is not good or bad. Weight loss is not good or bad, and weight gain is not good or bad. Weight and weight changes, these are all neutral outcomes. So we can all think of various examples um, when it comes to losing and gaining weight. So some people lose weight because they've been engaging in healthy habits, and some people lose weight because they're sick. Some people gain weight because they're stress eating, and some people gain weight because they're pregnant. (laughs) So if these changes in weight were universally good or bad, we wouldn't have all of these different examples. And again, this can help us have a much more objective conversation about what is understandably a a pretty sensitive subject. Yeah. Totally. And I'll take on the second belief. Um, So (laughs) we uh, also believe that instilling body respect and body autonomy is what we're here to do and not shame. Um, shame is really the, the party pooper of, of everything. She really steals the joy out of uh, being human, connecting to our bodies, um, and really distracts us from feeling that respect and, and autonomy. So uh, when we say body respect and, and body autonomy, this means that you really get to do what you want with your body. It's not that you can do anything you want with your body except lose weight. So that's not something that we we cut out of the conversation. And that's why we're having this conversation on this podcast. It's really our job here to just help clients gain clarity around what they think and feel about their body and weight loss. Just taking some time to pause and think because of that morality that Claire just talked about with good and bad, oftentimes there is no space to think, well, do I really want weight loss? Is it something that really serves me? So the problem is just so many people have no idea how their body works and haven't really taken the time to do so because they're just so preoccupied with trying to change it. And so I think it's just such a missed opportunity, especially when so much of how our body chooses to lose or or gain weight are based on these metabolic pathways that are really out of our control. So once you can take the time to understand your body and learn to work with it uh, rather than against it, we really want you to to consider if the pursuit of weight loss is serving you or not, right? Does it serve you physically, mentally, and emotionally? And really, does it add to your quality of life? And if it is working for you, the pursuit of weight loss is is, is great and you're thriving, amazing. Um, this is probably not the episode you need. This episode is really for, for people who may have been pursuing weight loss for a long time and just never feeling that that moment of lightness, and you know, both in their weight as well as in just their life, and really not sure where to start and, and what the problem is. But it can also be frustrating, right? So when you've got years of history that shows how difficult it can be to lose or maintain weight, there's going to be a lot of emotion there. And there's going to be a lot of stories you tell yourself. And so if that's you, we hope that today's podcast can really give you a new lens through which to kind of think about your weight that's not quite so painful, that isn't just shrouded in limiting beliefs and past failures. Yeah, definitely. 
And and that's really why we're we're talking about weight loss, right? Because it's people want to approach weight loss in this silo and, and it's not. It's connected to so many other areas of our life. And so what I always like to say is that weight loss isn't a behavior, right? People want to say, like, I'm doing weight loss, but really it's just an outcome and it's one of three outcomes, actually. It's you can either lose weight, gain weight, or maintain your weight. And that is an outcome of of so many things, of, of behaviors, of health conditions, of uh, lifestyle factors. Uh, there's so many things, even things that are out of our control, like genetics, that people don't really consider when it comes to how our weight changes. So I, I like to just use an example to, to, to talk about this. So some clients come to us who may have gain significant amount of weight, maybe in a short amount of time. And so their knee-jerk reaction is to, you know, download my fitness pal, start cutting calories, maybe even start like pounding it out on, on the treadmill. But rarely is weight gain an isolated event, right? There are many factors that could have contributed to this experience and this oversimplified solution of just counting calories, just going to the gym, it really overlooks the the many variables that could be at play. Um, for example, maybe they change jobs or they're you know emotionally distressed from the passing of a loved one, or maybe there's even an underlying chronic illness. There's there's so much that could be at play, um, and that is why I see that you know focusing on weight often leads to unsustainable practices because it dismisses the actual behaviors that may be impacting the weight, right? The, if this client had gained weight over a significant amount of time, yes, maybe calorie access was a part of it, but rarely is it the only thing. And therefore, the solution of cutting calories isn't going to fix that. So yeah, I mean, I, I also just, I'm going to go on a limb and, and say that this is why I believe this whole like, just love your body response is, is not an end-all be-all solution either. Um, yes, loving your body and respecting your body is is huge, right? It's I've never seen in my practice um, someone hate themselves thin and then enjoy the process and experience long-term health outcomes. But self-hate is one factor at play. And unfortunately, I've seen kind of this body positivity movement lead to many women feeling like their struggle is being dismissed. Right. So maybe some chronic illness isn't being addressed because they should just love their body and, and not worry about their weight. Or even where some women feel like ashamed for feeling uncomfortable in their body. And I feel like that is really going against the mission of the whole body positivity moment. Uh, anyway, so yeah, just felt like I need to add that little point because I think there's a lot of confusion when it comes to what body positivity and body acceptance really means. Yeah. And I think it, leads a lot of people just being stuck in this really unsatisfying middle ground where it's like, I know I have my lengthy diet history and battling my weight, you know, showing me that, you know, I, I'm not going to be successful if I just continue this moving forward. I've done it and done it and done it and it's not working, but I still want to lose weight. And so this idea of just loving my body feels so inaccessible. So I'm sort of like paralyzed and can't move forward in any one direction because I don't really feel like any one direction really serves me or any of the one directions. (laughs) That's not grammar. Um, Any of the directions that are being presented to me are really serving me. Anyway, I do think it's important. I see this 
happening all the time. And it's another sort of oversimplification. But I, I do think it's important to touch on this idea of like demystifying what we mm-hmm. believe weight loss will bring. Because a lot of us do have a really extreme kind of grass is greener idea of what losing weight will mean for us. And that if we just lose weight, we're going to feel happy and confident and land our dream job and fall in love. We have this like total fairy tale idea of what weight loss is going to bring. But, you know, until then, we just have to be insecure and miserable and I have to hate myself then, like like you said, Isabel. But the truth is like life comes with its own set of struggles and many of those struggles don't discriminate based on size. You know, um, sometimes like hard is just hard. And the truth is like you actually can start to feel and achieve so many of the things that you think weight loss will bring right now. And giving yourself those moments is so empowering and pushes you forward on your your health journey. And so I mention all this because you know, if if you have gained weight, to echo Isabel's earlier example, like it can be really easy to look back at your smaller body through these rose-colored lenses and perhaps like forget what it took to maintain that weight or forget the fact that you still didn't feel comfortable in in that smaller body. So it's also possible that you were actually more confident and that you did feel better in that smaller body. And that's a really good kind of realization to have as well, because that gives us kind of some space to to dig in and ask, you know, what what's changed? Are you caring for yourself in a different way? Or, you know, could there be some underlying health issue going on? And perhaps part of feeling better in the past was directly related to your weight or being in a smaller body. But I also think that there's simply something to be said for how good it feels to simply take really good care of yourself. So to that end, Isabel, like we talk a lot about motivating factors behind weight loss in terms of your thoughts and your behaviors. So how do you define or distinguish what a healthy approach to weight loss is? Yeah, I I think that's such a Great point, Claire. I think it's important to differentiate, you know, what the intentional pursuit of weight loss looks like from a healthy versus unhealthy place, right? We're really opening up just the choices that people can have. And if we're really preaching autonomy and agency in people's health, like we need to talk about these different motivators when it comes to weight loss. So most of our clients, you know, they, they come to us, um, not in a healthy place. That's, that's why they're coming to a team of dietitians. Um, and they're constantly beating themselves up. They're, they're, you know, riddled with shame and they're riding that restrict binge cycle, just running on that hamster wheel, right? And as a consequence, their weight is also all over the place. They're recycling the same 10 to 20 pounds as they're restricting and binging. And, and the irony of that is that very often the intentional pursuit of weight loss was in the name of health. Right. And yet these behaviors and their honestly their their mental and emotional state does not represent health at all. And so in those moments, we really have to pause and see, like, well, what is going on? Like, are we really just running on this hamster wheel for the sake of running it because it's what you know how to do? Or do we really want to do something about 
your quality of life. So the way I see it, you know, health is really a prerequisite when it comes to considering weight loss, right? Not even the pursuit of weight loss, but just considering weight loss. Um, and yes, this means like physical health. So are, you know, are you sleeping well? Are you managing your stress? Is, is your appetite steady? Which if you're on the strict binge cycle, you're probably not. Um, and even things like, you know, do you have regular cycles? Something that's very overlooked. If you're so focused on food restriction and weight loss, a lot of them I see don't even know what a regular cycle looks like. So if any of these things are off, honestly, weight loss is both mentally and physiologically quite impossible. And, and I touched upon that emotional and mental health because that is such a big part of it. It's not a, a plan B or a bonus. It, it really is a huge part of the equation. So if people are you know, hating their body day in and day out, beating themselves up and just overwhelmed with these feelings of fear and anxiety towards their health, it is really challenging to approach their health and weight from a place that feels good and, and makes them feel like they're doing something good for themselves, right? If you hate your body, why would you want to do anything good for your body? So, so I think many people think, you know, if I hate my body or if I live from this place of fear of, of chronic illness or fear of weight gain, then that will really drive me to do good things for my body. But when we really look at that, that equation just doesn't really make sense. And, and that fear or shame can can only drive you uh, so far. Um, so, you know, I do believe that that weight loss can happen as an outcome of healthy behaviors, of course, but I think it's really important to note that, one, you need to examine whether these behaviors that you are coining as quote-unquote healthy are actually healthy, right, for your physical, your mental, and your emotional health. Like what does health actually mean? Are you only encapsulating health in a certain body size or do you want to experience health day in and day out? And and two, just really understanding that health is something that, like I said, you can engage in today. It's not something that is just on the other side of losing those 10 to 20 pounds. It's something you can do um, right now. And I think that really provides clients freedom and, and really gives them something to engage in versus thinking the rest of their life is, like you said, Claire, on the other side of those wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We really believe that the pursuit of health is something that should be enjoyed and frankly kind of has to be enjoyed for it to be something that you are doing for, for the rest of, of your life. So you know, I think what you'll find, I know we're just getting started in this podcast journey, but what you're going to find is that Isabel and I are not about the hashtag hot tips, like just do one, <laughs> two, three, and you know, your entire life will be solved because we all know that that kind of stuff doesn't work. We really want to challenge, you know, our clients and, and you, our listeners to, to think for yourself and to, you know, ask yourself good powerful and sometimes challenging questions. And so for today's episode, I, I have a few questions for you to ask yourself in order to understand how you should move forward from here. And when I say I encourage you to ask yourself these questions, I really mean it. 
<laughs> if you're driving, just make note, mental note that you need to come back and do some journaling. Or if you're, you know, uh, sitting with some coffee or tea right now, go ahead and, and whip out your notebook and um, really take some time to, to think about these questions. All right. So first question for you is if weight didn't exist, what would your food choices look like based on how you want to live your life? And recognizing that if you have been restricting for a long time, then chances are your desires right now may still be a reaction to deprivation. But kind of mentally fast forward a little bit and notice how your desires change when you're no longer deprived. If you could eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, would you actually want to? Or would you probably reach a point of uh, ice cream saturation and kind of start <laughs> craving some salad or vegetables, right? Would you, you know, stop binging from this place of shame and really be able to, you know, engage with food as a tool for nourishment and, and self-care, right? How would you define what feels good for you with food? Recognizing that it's not just about, you know, like we've talked about before, like indulging every urge or every whim. It's not just about being comfortable in the moment all the time. You know, food is part of your self-care practice looks like self-care for yourself right now and self-care for your future self. Like it, it's, it all matters and it's all so important. And so if you arrive to the end of this episode and recognize that you do still want to lose weight, then I want you to ask yourself this question. And that is, am I open to the idea that I can hold both of these thoughts to be true at the same time? The first thought is, I desire the outcome of weight loss. And the second thought is, I want to like and respect myself as I am right now. Are you open to the idea that you don't have to choose, that you can pursue a, a dual path um, towards the, the life of, of your dreams and, and one that's in full alignment with your values? All right. Thank you so much for being here. If you have questions, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. Um, and if you enjoyed today's episode, definitely leave us a review, subscribe, share with a friend, and we will see you again next week. Bye, y'all.